0: Welcome to the New Day Community Church sermon podcast. We hope you're encouraged by this message from the Vandalia, Michigan campus. For more info, look us up at newdaycommunity.org. see a lot of new faces. Um, my name is Kathy Spaulding, my husband is Ray, I'm from the Kalamazoo area, and I have actually been part of New Day Community Church for, tw- let me think, yeah, not, 90, 28 years. 28 years, yes, because yep, it was 1989 New Year's Eve day that uh, I walked into church and God just met me and it was amazing. So I get I have the privilege of talking today. Um, I'm on our series which is called Be Light, and in the series um, that we're doing, we're doing an expository series. I heard that for the first time and went what? So that just means. Digging apart what each verse means, you know, taking the the word and really digging into it and learning about it. And um, it has been stretching for me, so I hope you guys get a lot out of this. So um, we're talking through 1 John, and Bill and Mary Lee, a few weeks ago, came in and talked about the overall overview of it. And there were three reasons that John, who also wrote the Gospel of John, wrote this letter to the churches and um, the reasons were to refute false teachings. So they were living in a day when people were talking about things that weren't true, much like today, um, which makes it applicable. It uh, was also to reassure us. It was to give us an assurance that, you know, we're doing good. If the, you follow this way, it'll be okay. And also describe how we could live in a right manner, righteous living. What What, what can we do to... To be walking in the light and walking the way that God asked us to. So, um, this particular section that I'm going to be sharing with you tonight does all three of those. So, so far, um, after Bill and Mary Lee presented, um, Pastor Anthony came in just a second, and he talked about um, not loving the world but loving Jesus, and um, and also if you don't love your brother, that's proof that you don't love God. So um, his word was It was so good, so good. I love our teaching team. Um, and then Pastor Cameron came and talked about how Jesus is the Son of God, and those who don't believe or are... Um, oh, my notes are separate. Okay, looked at the lies that people were believing and how to respond to them, and he, he was talked about that Jesus is the Son of God. He was God made flesh. And today, was we were singing that um, about him, or no, when we were doing communion, I was just struck by, you know, um, the enemy thought he had won, you know, like, oh, well, if I crucify God, then I win, not realizing that he was really deceived, and that God was just using him to f- fulfill his plan. So, um, and so anyway, if you don't believe that Jesus is the Son of God, and that he died for your sins then you are against God. And, and people who rise up, and, um, and Pastor did a great job of talking about the Antichrist. And yes, there is one, but there's many. And so um, we need to be aware of them. And then Jimmy shared with you last week that we are God's children, and we need to behave like his children. And um, to refute false teaching... And, and he gave practical examples of um, righteous living, which were, we are God's children, so we need to behave like his children and believe in Jesus and do what he asked. So that's my little uh, recap. And so um, I have this section in 1 John 4, and it's a very, the smallest section of all of them. I'm just teaching on 1 through 6. And I, I felt like while I was reading it and learning about it, that really it's just about being wise. It just is about wisdom. Like what kind of wisdom do you need to, um, to deal with what he talks about? So we need to know who we are listening to. Um, last week, uh, Jimmy talked about the, as a child of God, you have the Holy Spirit living in you, which um, which really leads us up to today, because as we, we know who's living in us, we know that the Holy Spirit is living in us. But back in that time, there were people who were preaching a different gospel, right. um, Gnosticism being one of them, which was kind of a blend of Eastern religion and Greek dualism, and it was kind of rampant, and um, there were some, some teachings out there that Jesus didn't become God until the dove descended, and then... Um, and then as he was crucified, it left, so he, he was born man and, and died man, but not God the whole time, and some kind of craziness. And, and as I was looking around today, <laughs> there's a lot of crazy teachings out there. There's a lot of crazy teachings. And, um, and one of the things as I was researching, I, I just realized that, um, and it was spoken over and over again, and I, and I believe Cameron also talked about that, sometimes the greatest dangers... That affect the church are from within, not outside of it, and um, and, he, and we talk about you know things that we know are wrong behavior and wrong things, but they aren't they aren't professing to be um, you know Christians, but there are religions that are professing to believe, and they don't believe Jesus is God, and so those ones are the scary ones because there's people, and I happen to know someone very well who um, believes in a religion that doesn't believe that Jesus is God, but she, but she professes to be a Christian. Oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. I pray, and they teach their children, and the whole time I'm like, uh, how do I, what do I, you know, and, and God gives me wisdom to not speak. Well, if I let him. Um, but in the church, though, we need to call out false teaching. And, and it feels icky, like, oh, I don't want to do that, but it's necessary, because we don't want people to be led astray, and, um, I heard this, um, one of the analogies was, or one of the quotes was, a healthy spiritual skepticism, and I thought, hmm, you know, um, and I'm going to use, I'm going to, I, I had this picture yesterday as I was mowing my, my yard, and, uh, this is nothing against people who have a yard. Now, I will give you a, a, I'm going to give you a disclaimer. There is a difference between a lawn and a yard. Okay. Now, a lawn is plush green, oftentimes mowed one way, and then the next time mowed another way, so there's that nice pattern. You guys know what I'm talking about. And those people weed and feed that, which is totally fine, and water it great. Nothing against that. There are people who have a yard who go, I don't want to spend my money on the weed and feed and the watering and everything else, which is totally fine, okay? So, and I happen to have a yard, all right? So, but what I saw was um, before it actually popped spring, my yard looked very much like my neighbors around me's lawns because everything was not ready to grow. Like, everything was just kind of there. And you wouldn't have been able to tell where my yard stopped and his lawn started. I mean, it all looked the same. But as spring does, it brings up everything. And what came up in my yard was a lot of beautiful yellow flowers. (laughs) But in the church, if someone is is teaching a different thing, and suddenly all this stuff pops up. That's not good. That is not good. And so I just, so we do need to have a healthy skepticism. I should have had a little bit more about a month ago and said, my yard is not his lawn. You know, I, I, could, have, I could have done some weed and feeding if I wanted to. So um, in this section, there's going to be four questions we're going to ask And the four questions are this. Are you following false prophets or teachers? Are you confessing the true Jesus? Are you trusting in the greater spirit? And are you listening to the right teachers? So, cover all that in six verses. It's amazing. Okay, so verse one. This is the one we're going to ask. Are you following false prophets? It says, Dear friends, Do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see where they are from, whether they are from, because many false prophets have gone into the world. Okay, that section right there, I love what Pastor Anthony shared a couple weeks ago about how John, son of thunder, you know, big macho, I'm going to just take out everybody, was, dear children, you're my kids, I want you to know this. I want you to listen to me. This is important. That's his heart. Is he wants to share that um, you can't believe every spirit. Yeah. When I first read this, honestly, I'm going to be honest because that's how I am. I'm going to just kind of bare my soul here. I called Mark and said, what? <laughs> I said, Mark. I have to teach on what? And Mark goes, I'm sure that it'll be good. I'm like, Mark, testing spirits. And I suddenly went into a whole nother, oh, that whole, you know, am I talking about Ouija boards? Am I talking about, you know, like devil spirit? Like, what am I talking about? And as I went through, it's like, don't be- believe every spirit. Don't believe every person who says they're the same as you. And, and yes, there is a spiritual realm. Yes, Holy Spirit lives in us. And if someone doesn't have the Holy Spirit, he's got other spirits. And so we need to know what, is, what it is we're listening to. Um, okay, just one second. Yeah, so, um, and testing the spirits is really just talking about people from the church that say, thus say the Lord, thus saith the Lord, doesn't mean they're necessarily speaking from God's heart. And so, um, I know a lot of times we talk about, you know, here at New Day, when we give a word, or an encouragement, or we hear something from the Lord, and we share it with you, we tell you Go check it out with the people that you trust. Go check it out with the, the one thing that is the most important thing, which is the Bible. Because the Bible will confirm or deny what it is that, you're, that you know, you're hearing. And so we don't want to stray away from that. I mean, I love getting a rhema word, which you will have an opportunity to later. It is powerful and amazing. But if it does not mirror what's in the Bible then you cannot receive it. You know, that's where deception starts. And it is, it is um, the other thing is, in, in 1 Corinthians 14, Paul says to make sure it lines up with the gospel. Does it line up with the gospel? Jesus died for your sins and was, it rose again the third day, and he's coming back to get you. Does it line up with that? Is it encouraging? Is it going to help you continue to spread that gospel? That's what you need to be about, or you need to um, make sure of. And remember that God is not the author of confusion. If you have a piece about it, that is sometimes, sometimes speaks louder than words. If you're feeling confused, go back to the Bible you know, and let that word go. Just go right back to the source. Go back to the book of John, you know, and reread it. Um, in Second uh, Corinthians eleven one through 4, Paul talks about, um, he's, he says, he starts out a little strange. He says, I hope, I hope you will put up with me in a little foolishness. And I was like, okay, what are you talking about? He really means he's like boasting. And he'd already told them not to boast, But now he's saying, I'm going to boast about this, that um, I am jealous for you with a godly jealousy. And then he goes on and he says, But I am afraid that just as Eve was deceived by the the serpent's cunning, your minds may somehow be led astray from your sincere and pure devotion to Christ. For if someone comes to you and preaches a Jesus other than the Jesus we preached— or if you received a different spirit from the spirit you received, or a different gospel from the one you accepted, you will be led astray. So he's, he's, he's telling them, you know what, it's going to happen. And the reason it's going to happen is because there's a war being waged for your soul. There is a war, and you, you go, well, what about me? Yeah, you. And me. I am that valuable to God and that valuable to the enemy that they would wage war over me. And so we need to be diligent to be looking to God who is the author and finisher of our faith. Um, You know, false prophets or false teachers, they may look like they're preaching the word, just like, you know, they might look like a nice yard. But they have their own agenda. I'm sure my dandelions have an agenda. Yeah, they have their own agenda. It is not often revealed. And so we need to be asking Holy Spirit in us and rereading the word so that we can make sure that we're not being deceived. And, and so we just go, okay, well, there's this one time. Oh, there's lots of times. Jesus warned that there were going to be these instances would come up. He warned in James 2, uh, 19, and in Mark 1, 24. And then Paul warns us in 1 Timothy 4, 1. And then Peter warns us in 2 Peter 2, 1. He's, all of them say there's going to be false teachings. They call them false doctrines. But there's going to be false teachings. And so I, I, want, I challenge you. I encourage you. Go home today. Reread what I taught about today. And ask God to reveal to you what it says. You know, I I don't want anyone to take what I say for face value. I want you to look it up in the Word yourself. That is really good. That's where, that's where not only, not only do you learn, but you develop a relationship. And you know, there's a huge difference between those who practice religion and those who have a relationship. And a religion, you can fake it a long time. You can fake your, your uh, whatever, whatever it is that you're trying to be. You can fake who you want to, you know, show yourself to be. But in a relationship, there's no faking. I mean, the, it, when you get in a relationship, especially like a married relationship, you just find out all the nitty-gritty, you know? God wants a relationship with you, and we want you to have a relationship with him. And the only way to do that is to really dig in and talk to him and ask him the questions and be led by him. He will lead you. You know, the Bible is our way to communicate and hear from him, and, and you just don't take everything for face value. So um, now I'm getting verse 2. Ooh here we go. Um, so verse two, are you confessing the true Jesus? This is how you can recognize the spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming and even now is already in the world. And and this a lot of this passage already it mirrors what Pastor Cameron shared on a couple of weeks ago, you know. There's a lot of false teaching out there. There just is, and um, so and it. We need to um, we need to remember that the spirits. And this this is the part I kind of got hung up on. But you know, in the Bible, in James and Mark and Romans. It talks about the fact that demons believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Even the demons do. They don't fall down and worship him. So how much more would somebody who falls down and worship but doesn't believe he is the Son of God? You know, how, how much, they're, they're still in deception. They're still deceived. And so we need to make sure that our litmus test is, which Jesus do you believe in? You know, who who is the, what Jesus are you professing? And uh, I, have a, I, I have a good friend who, uh, she prays, she sees signs and wonders, she's seen some miracles happen, she's devoted, and she does not believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And I, she believes he's the Son, but she doesn't believe he's God incarnate. And I... We have these great conversations, and, the, and we just keep coming back to that. And I think, ay, 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 I can't, I, I, it blows my mind. She so believes, you know, that she's preaching the, the true Jesus, and yet she doesn't believe he is God. And that's a deception, Um, I, I had this quote, and it's what I just said, but there was a quote by a, a man named Howard Marshall, and he says, If a person claims to believe in Jesus, it is proper to ask, Is your Jesus the real Jesus? Son of the living God, born a man, died as God in the flesh. Is that who he is? And then in verse 4, we go on to, um, Are you trusting in the greater spirit? You, dear children are from God and have overcome them. But the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. You know, when I was reading this, I was kind of like, oh, who, you know, the Holy Spirit is the greater spirit. Yeah. I mean, he is God, and he lives inside of us, you know, and he helps us. He helps us to read the word and understand it. He helps us to to continue to live like we're following Jesus, and um, the word "world" in this passage yeah. is very interesting because, and I'm um, as a profession, my job is a sign language interpreter, so I take spoken English and put it into American Sign Language. But as with all languages, um they're all very different. Like in, for example, in English, we have the word run. Well, the word run can mean lots of different things. It, within context is the only way you could know. But I could say, I'm going to run to the store. You could say, I'm actually going for a physical run. You could say, I have a run in my hose. They all mean something different. But they're the same word. Well, the word world in this context also had that. Um, had that. And so the world could be the universe, or it could be the actual earth, or the people on the earth, or most people, or the people opposed to God, which this scripture, when you dig into it, that's, that was the meaning of this, is those who opposed God were, uh, you know, he has defeated those who have opposed God. And so, so we don't have to worry He's already defeated all of them, but we don't want to get sucked in with them and their theology and their teachings. And isn't it great? Almighty God, the creator of everything, abides in you, and he wants to be there sometimes I don't want to be here. <laughs> like, I don't want to be in you. Yeah. And he wants to be here. He wants to be in you and me. And he doesn't want you to be led astray. You know, in um, John fourteen twenty, Jesus said, On that day you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. I'm like, okay, what? <laughs> Basically, he's in us is what he's saying. You know, if you believe in Jesus, he's in you. He will abide in you. And we need to trust that. We need to trust and believe that, and then let him guide us. And then verse, well, it's actually supposed to be five and six. Are you listening to the right teachers? So then John goes on, and he says, we are from God. And whoever knows God listens to us. But whoever is not from God does not listen to us. This is how we recognize the spirit of truth and the spirit of falsehood. They are from the world and therefore speak from the viewpoint of the world, and the world listens to them. Yeah. So um, one of the interesting things I, 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 as I was reading about John, John was the last apostle to live of the original Um, 11. And he was probably, you know, being the last one. I can only, I mean, this is my speculation. So don't, you know, it's not what the Bible says. My speculation. I'm thinking he's like probably earnestly, like there's nobody left that has seen Jesus but me. You know, I'm the last one. And I got to make sure you get this. And I'm going to write to you and tell you and explain this to you because it's so important. If it was going to be my last letter and nobody else knew what had happened, you know, had witnessed what had happened, I would want to make sure. And so I, I, when I read this, I hear this earnestness in him, you know. I want you to listen. I am from God. I know that I'm from God. They're from the world. The world teaches from their point of view. Have you ever heard anybody talking about New Age? Talk about a worldly view. Um, I read a- a- about this, this uh, a quote, and I didn't realize I would want to use it, but um, it talked about the fact that one of the reasons this is so difficult is because we live in a pluralistic society. You know, our society says, what's good for you is good for you, but it may not be good for me. So I'm going to do my thing, you do your thing, and we're going to be okay. But Jesus, that doesn't work. We all believe it's Jesus' way. That's it. There is no pluralism. No, you can't have what you want and what he wants. You have to only have what he wants. And the benefits far outweigh anything that you might be giving up. Um. And when these teachers or people teach from um, a falsehood or a worldview, it's very easy to latch on to because it, it can be appealing, you know? It can be like, well, good, now I can still do what I want. You know, I, I'm still fascinated that there's people out there that believe that you can you know, commit any sin, but God loves everybody, and so it doesn't really matter what? Like, oh yeah, no boundaries, because that's healthy and good for you. You know, I, um, that there are people who believe that if I just am a good person and work hard enough, that's all that matters. Oh, talk about deception and a scary place to be. Um, you know, this expository series that we're doing is really good because it exposes the truth it brings out the truth and what you need to see. And those who hang around the truth don't wander away. Some of the deceptions are, you know, like we know or um Jesus okay. <laughs> Some of the deceptions are he was a good prophet and teacher, but he's not fully God. Um he was born a man, but remained God. That That's not true. That, um, you know, one of the teachings is that Jesus sinned. Like, seriously? That's nowhere in the Bible. It says several times he was sinless. Um, they, some people say it's just a myth or a fable. Um, that he, that when he rose from the dead, it wasn't really him. It was just this ghostly thing that they saw. You know, they still believe in spirits. I uh, had an opportunity to, um, we were doing a um, cultural diversity uh, seminar and I connected with someone who was Muslim and asked them to come in and just talk about some of the differences, you know, within the school system, what we could be looking for for their kids, besides, you know, don't feed them pork, you know, like what are some other things that we could just be Aware of and be cognizant of. And he started out by talking to us, and I'm just like, okay. Um, he just said, you know, Jewish people, Christians, Muslims, we're all the same. We all believe the same God. We all believe in Abraham. We even believe Jesus. Yeah, Jesus was here. And I'm looking at him going, Okay. <laughs> Wait a second. What's the real G- What Jesus is your Jesus? Because I want to know. You know what I mean? But they, they do believe that. And it is a deception. They don't believe that he died for their sins. You know, how deceived. And, um, and, and so my question to, to God is, how do I respond? You know, ask God for wisdom in loving them out of their deception loving them so that they can see the things that they are believing that are wrong. So um, to conclude, you know, there's a war being waged over you. And so you need to know that you are are the prize. And so who are you going to give your heart to? So test the spirits or test the teachers. When somebody preaches something, go back and look it up. Figure out. From the Bible. Is this, is this lining up? Confess that Christ is Lord. Yes. Believe that Jesus is who he said he was. Trust the Holy Spirit who's within you. That he will continue to guide you. And you have those conversations. When I was listening to that guy, boy, you know what? Inside me, um, this is the sign for, like, gut instinct in sign language. I just knew inside. I was like, oh. You know, um... I'd gotten a picture when I was, when I was thinking about that. When, I was, uh, when my son was younger, he played um, soccer. And he was out on the field, and he had a new coach. And he was probably 10. And the new coach was like, Kenny, you know, do this. And Kenny is still, la, 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 you know. So I started yelling. And he knew my voice, And that child did exactly what the coach did. So then the coach started going, okay, will you tell him to, I'm like, yeah, because he knew my voice. I don't know if that was good or bad, but you know, we need to practice listening to God so that we know his voice. So when we hear it from somebody else and it's not his voice, we can go, oh, mm -mm, that's not lining up. And then we need to stay latched to the word. We need to stay latched to our Bibles. You know, the, even though I've been a Christian for 28 years, um, the first many, and I, I don't even want to say how many, I didn't dig into the Word. And I kind of, I kind of look at my life now, and I, I see that 28 years as a Christian, and I, I, I look at a little tiny, I don't know, like a little, uh, you know those inflatable boats or whatever? but being set in the middle of Lake Michigan on a stormy day. That's kind of what my life was like. It was like, And now I feel like I'm in a secure, have anybody seen a Freightliner? And those things are solid. And I feel like that's where I'm at now, that I'm just like, I'm not tossed. When something comes up, I remember back in the day, and there's nothing wrong with being here. We all grow and we we mature in the Lord, but back in the day, I, something would happen and I'd be I'd be a wreck, and I'd be trying to call people and trying to call people, and it's like now, I'm like okay, let's pray, because you know who I'm calling on now is the one who can bring true peace and true joy. So, um, would you stand with me? We're I'm going to close this service up. So um, I'm going to pray. So Father, I just thank you. Yes, Lord. I thank you that you've given us the Bible, that you've given us a, a living word that we can learn from and that we can follow you. Father, and I just ask right now that you would just open up that Bible to us and open up that word to us, that it would just jump off the page and that we would just eat it as sustenance. And help us to grow in you more and more. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen.